Hello, Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> This is Under the Bleachers. We're two adults who watch and discuss movies for teens. This week, a week away. Um, but first, Jane had a teen story, encounter story. And guess what? It includes my dog. Yeah. Again. Hell yeah. The only thing that hap- the only things that ever happened to me is when I leave my house, and the only time I leave my house is when I'm walking my dog. So I was walking my dog, actually, near the poop zone, which you might have heard of in a previous episode, and... A teen on a skateboard, uh, skateboards by, and my dog is super interested. And we kind of, I kind of am supervising my dog watch this skateboarder as he goes past us. And like everyone knows, everyone knows that my dog and I are both watching the skateboarder. And then he hits a crack and he goes flying <laughs> forward. And he no. simultaneously kicks the skateboard. So it goes rushing into the street. And everyone knew, the world knew that I had seen this and that my dog had seen this. Mm -hmm. And so I had to say something and I was just like, hey, you okay? And he was like, yeah, I'm fine. And he landed on his feet. So good for him. Oh. But I'm sure it was. You made it sound like it was like, you know, him like, that's definitely happened to me where a skater, no hate for skaters, but that's definitely happened to me where like a skate teen has like skated a little too close, you know, like a little bit in my personal space and like. To be like, yeah, look, and then like try to do a trick and kind of failed. I feel like skating, uh, specifically skateboarding, has a high fail rate. Like you're just going to mess up. Totally. Well, that's why I think those people are brave. My When I was a kid, actually, this might have been early teen. I might have been like 13, but maybe I was 12. This kid um, who I kind of liked, who lived a few houses away from me, got a skateboard and he didn't know how to use it. I kind of like played around with the skateboard sometimes and I realized like sort of even at a young age I was like if I want to skate I'll just have to fall down a lot and like work really hard and like get good at it and I was like I don't want to <laughs> like it's not worth it but yeah. these teens don't feel the same yeah they're indestructible there was like a brief moment where skateboarding was really hip and so I purchased a skateboard but I, I think I was on it for you purchased maybe one? 40 minutes Wow. My parents bought me. I mean, obviously, my parents bought me one because they were. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they spoiled me. No, I just didn't. I just didn't know that. That's that's a different side of your teen years that I didn't know. But it was also, truly for a minute. So also yeah. remember that, like in Vermont, weirdly, there's like a ton. Jane and I famously met in Burlington, Vermont, and there's just like a ton of people skating in general. Of hot of hot skate girls yeah yes there's a ton of just like skate culture in burlington vermont that we felt like we were intruding upon honestly yeah i wish i was as cool as as they were (laughs) i i love rollerblading and Issa may or may not be getting rollerblades for her birthday i don't know um she probably is and i've been skating my my whole life and i had six birthday parties at a skating rink oh my god and i actually tried to roll i should say rollerblade i tried to rollerblade to college courses college classes a few times and it was not fun it no, was I think very you say stressful skate. I think you say skate you say skate I'm not sure okay <laughs> we're gonna make them mad um um well, to do that the thing is don't you then have to pack an extra pair of shoes yeah and you also have to go downstairs which I can I can go downstairs but not gracefully did you ever like see a cute boy and try to like wave and then like fall and then like fall into his arms no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that didn't happen. Or like twirl around and he rips part of your skirt off so it rips the bottom into a pencil skirt. Imagine wearing a skirt while rollerblading. That would be oh, so God. powerful. Um, I I didn't have a skate. I didn't have a teen encounter or a skate encounter this week, but I did want to bring in a little bit of, I guess, teen news. Um, and it was Billie Eilish's bombshell. Uh, cover for British Vogue. She is so gorgeous. She looks I'm great. I'm such a fan. I'm very curious about the way they've like packaged. Like I'm looking at a New York Times article that says the pop star known for defying gender stereotypes got a glamour makeover with a corset. Not everyone is happy about it. Who are the? Who are they? <laughs> <laughs> like, can I just want to talk? Like, who are? 
Who are the people? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, where are the people that aren't happy? It just yeah. came out. How could they already be unhappy if they're writing the article? I don't know. It's just so boring. It's so boring. And like, we've had this conversation so many times. And Billie Eilish, I feel like she's always been so smart about how she talks about this stuff, where she's been like, just dress how you want. She's never said, wear Anything otherwise. clothing. She's just been, yeah, just wear whatever you want. And I feel like she's so well-spoken for someone her age and she's under, you know, so much pressure and it's so boring. This is what's annoying. Like we've had this conversation 1 million times. So you know like, what I also think? It. I think that like adults don't realize that a lot of Zoomers like wear baggy, like athleisure. For sure. So she was trendy. Like, yeah. But like to, to them, I guess like, in my one of my parents' routines, if you wore those clothes, you're like a tomboy, mm-hmm. quote unquote, as my mom would say. And so, like to them, they're like, "Oh my goodness," <laughs> you know. But like, that's just what that's what hot girls wear. Yeah, hot girls be uh, drowning in their t-shirts <laughs> and and their uh, hoodies. Um, I also didn't know that she always loved. Mid 20th century pinups, which is what I've learned from this article. Anyway, we celebrate her. We think she looks like other people, such as Scarlett Johansson and uh, Lady Gaga. They just all have like a very classic look. I don't know. That's all I can say. Power to you, Billy. <laughs> we love you, Billy. Come on the pod. <laughs> Come on the pod, Billy Eilish. <laughs> Um, and I, I mean, she's, I, I've talked about her before. I think she's, I think she's brilliant. Um, speaking of stuff that's not at all groundbreaking or brilliant or interesting, just kidding. Jane, would you like to like talk about what happened when the two of us decided to do this movie or just like the run up to us doing this movie? I, if I remember correctly, I said, I don't, I don't want to do this movie. (laughs) And then you were like, no, we're going to do it. And then well, we did it. <laughs> what happened, you were trolling the Netflix Twitter account, which is just like they make a montage of like upcoming movies every so often. And we saw like some scenes from this movie and you sort of sent it to me with some sentiment of dread attached. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to do it. <laughs> um, I truly I just like thought. I thought it would be a little more talked about, but I think what happened is that it came out at the same time as Ginny and Georgia, which famously has that clip that went all over Twitter of the person being like, this isn't the oppression Olympics. You know what I mean? Yes, we shared it on our Twitter, in fact. Yeah, so then this got lost in the sauce. But I wanted to tell you some things about this movie, (laughs) okay? Please. Um... This movie, A Week Away, that came out in the spring, okay? God, I hope no one watches this. BC, friend of the pod, I know you're watching, you're trying, BC, my friend BC is trying to be a completist. (gasps) He's trying to watch every movie that we do and then listen to each episode, and I really just, I don't think people should watch. Anyway. Disagree, disagree. Okay. Um, This movie is directed by a person named Roman White, who, trivia, he directed most of Carrie Underwood's music videos. Like Tracks. almost all of them. Also some by Florida Georgia Line. Jane, he directed two Taylor Swift music videos. I want you to guess at least one of them. Okay. Um, the one that's like, uh, hand on my heart. When she was really young. Uh, driving shotgun. That one? 15? No. <laughs> What I, are you oh, talking our song, about? Our song, our song. No, it's not that one. Okay. Well, there are, <laughs> she has like a lot of songs, so I don't think I'm going to guess it. But it is definitely from that era. So he directed 15. Okay, great song. And he also directed You Belong With Me, which, yeah. I, okay, is a are those later both Taylor, so. fearless? Okay, cool. Uh, good for him. Yes, good for him. I nice. think it's also a little confused because the screenplay is written by an actor from the show Quantico. So what? This, <laughs> they're just trying to they're just trying to do movies. The also if you like google any of the people involved in this movie, they like talk about how they're Christian. So like they clearly, you know, they just want to make a Christian rock movie. I also have an opinion that 
the movie is a little confused about what era its teens are supposed to be in. Like, mm. the clothes are kind of, they could be in any era or not at all. Like, I just can't, <laughs> there's nothing happening to situate yourself in what year this is supposed to be. This is a very, very unspecific movie. Ooh, yeah, like, you can't. And I think can't... the clothes represent that. <laughs> there's a, and I, I say that too because at the beginning when they're, like, sort of rolling the opening credits... There's, like, a little montage with, like, music in the background. And they're, like, showing, like, clothes that you would pack for camp. And I just, like, stared at them for a long time trying to, like, decide, like, who, like, who they're supposed to be depicting. Because it's not and, Zoomers. And they showed videotapes during this montage. Oh, yes. Like, that things too. you put in a VCR. That, too. Um, so. Jane, what is your history, if any, with, like, church or religious related music praise music (laughs) it's pretty well known that i'm jewish however i was in a church choir for much of my youth which doesn't make sense a non-jewish church choir i cannot explain why i think i mean my sister was in it you're gonna have to ask her why she was in it and then i was in it because she was in it and we performed musicals such as jesus christ superstar godspell um, once on this island, Children of Eden. Wait, but you also presumably like sang at like services. We did. We would sing at services maybe once a month and like obviously at Christmas and Easter. So everyone was just like, there's there's these Jewish kids. They're just like. One Jewish kid. Um, we oh, were you six weren't in it apart. at the same time. Right, yeah. yeah. But but I will say that one, one girl who was like big, because I, I was always just in the chorus and stuff, but one girl who starred was Catholic. And my mom raised presbyterian told me that that was just as big of a deal that a catholic was in the in the choir as a jew um so that's all i have to say you obviously have a more personal the catholic and the jew another name for our podcast (laughs) (laughs) no um i okay here's the thing about like i mean if anybody knows any catholics in their lives i think like there's there's funny like catholics and protestants do not like catholics are like Oh, Protestants are all about, like, trying to act cool and have, like, pop music in church and try to, like, appear woke. And, like, Catholics are like, no, we're sticking to the trad, the extremely trad metal parts of the church service. So, like, all of, I feel like, going up, growing up going to Mass, like, all of Catholicism is very much, like, kind of, like, gothic. <laughs> like, not at all, like, fun and poppy. <laughs> But I would say that the sort of exception exception to that is that Filipino Catholics are a, a subtype of Catholic that I think kind of are different because all Filipinos are theater kids. <laughs> they are a nation of theater kids. So much so that when I was growing up in the Philippines, I would go to this one mass near my hometown and we would hear songs that the, you know, the choir was singing in mass, right, for like the offertory or like when people are lining up to go get communion and i didn't know that some of the songs they selected were from the broadway musical gospel (laughs) hell yeah and so i grew up being like oh these are like praise songs that you know and then my and then later on in life i like heard gospel and i was like wait a second (laughs) so that means that this church choir had just like one day whipped out sheet music from the show and the priest either didn't know or just like everyone there was just like, that's cool because the Philippines is such a nation of theater kids. And so that's my that's my little history with, uh, you know, praise praise related music. But also like, you know, there's there's it's the Philippines is a vast majority Catholic nation, but there are other types of like Christian worship um, there that use like a lot of like what they call like charismatic worship where you like actually look like you're having fun basically (laughs) um there was this guy too we knew this one church where a guy this this guy named george was like part of the (laughs) choir everyone knew his name george and he would just like do like riffs on all the classic church songs does that make sense so like for example there was this song called give thanks and it was like a very simple song where it was just like give thanks with a grateful heart. And George would like come in and be like, We give thanks. <laughs> and like in the mass, like while people are supposed to be like praying. And it rocked. Like it rocked. I looked forward to it every 
weekend. I miss him. I hope he's doing well. George, if you're listening. <laughs> but that's that's my thing. Also, I will say, Jane, I hate country music, and I didn't realize this was sort of going to be like a pop country like Christian oh, musical. I didn't even I didn't even like get country from it to be honest. A little bit, yeah. I guess I it's more like just pop rock, Christian rock, but there's like sometimes and I did stalk the male star and I think he wants to be like a pop country star. I can I definitely believe that because the director directed all those country music right. movie video music. And he has like a video. he has like a voice for it. Should we get into it? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Oh my god. Will is an orphan who has been through multiple foster families and high schools. When he steals a cop car, it looks like he's headed to juvie. In walks Kristen and her son George, who suggests that he can go to a week long Christian summer camp instead. At camp, Will meets Avery, the daughter of the camp's owner, and Sean, a pompous jerk determined to win color wars. Will lies to both of them, concealing his criminal past. In their cabin, George admits he likes a girl named Presley and wrote her a letter every day for a year but never sent any. Will says that if George helps him fit in at camp, he will help him talk to Presley. What do you think about this male star? Um, he, It needs to be said that he does look a little bit like uh, <laughs> Zac Efron. And so yeah. <laughs> it's just undeniable. It's like really awkward because it's so close. I also think he looks like if Zac Efron and the actor who plays... Um, Peta in the Hunger Games had a child. Like, is he his name like Josh? Josh. Just Josh. I don't think he has a last name. Hutcherson? Yeah, that know. sounds good. Yeah, he... <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> also weird that I was just talking about a person named George. Anyway. I know, and I was actually going to say... I forgot. Not to, no spoilers, but I was going to ask you if your George was closeted, because I'm pretty sure <laughs> that this George is also closeted. <laughs> You know what's funny? Nate didn't really watch this, but he was walking by, and he just, like, watched a, a later scene with George, like, singing and dancing, and he just, like, looks at me with a smile, and he's like, that guy is so gay. Like, he's so clearly gay. Yeah. Yes, he's he's gay. It's a very dark know. undertone I think of this whole movie, is that George of- is gay. <laughs> okay. A lot of the actors in this movie are Christian, if you, if you look them up. Like, I think this male star, Kevin Quinn... Sounds like a fake ass name. He um, has a lot of like stuff on his Instagram that also like implies that he wants to be a country star. I actually think like what I'll give him credit for is that he has like a decent voice. He's better than I think he's way better than Zac Efron was at the time that Mm -hmm. the first High School Musical was filmed. So like props to him. I'm really upset by this round faced female lead with hair (gasps) that is neither short nor long. And I don't think it looks flattering. And I'm worried that my hair is at that length. Okay. First of all, it's not at that length. Second of all, I think she looks really nice. And I think your hair looks... I think she looks nice. I think your hair is going to look nice when it is shoulder length, I would say. I'm really afraid. I don't think I like shoulder length hair, and that's why. I have shoulder length hair. No, you don't. Okay, anyway. (laughs) Okay, wait. I want to talk more about Will. Will, the main character. There's a lot of flaws with this with this movie, and uh, one of them is that he doesn't seem like someone who is troubled. He doesn't have yeah. drug problems. He doesn't have mental health problems that we're told. He doesn't seem to have friends. There, There is nothing shown to us about this person that would make me believe that he would, steal one, steal a cop car. What motivation? And then, through this entire week, he never once acts out. He never yeah. once does something even remotely... Uh, I don't know, criminal or, or rude or anything. He just seems like the most well-behaved kid. He's so happy and like open and friendly. I'm like, yeah. this is not... <laughs> anyway, I just want to say also, Jane, this movie opens with like a cop chasing a white teen boy mm-hmm. and was released in late March 2021, three days after the jury was selected for Derek Chauvin's trial for wow. killing George Floyd. So I just... <laughs> I just like truly and then and then when he handcuffs him he's like the will is like any chance we can get let this one off with a warning officer and he's like 
no or something i don't know like, it's like cute they're like, they're like yeah joking they're around. like friends they're like it's like aladdin in the start of aladdin <laughs> yeah. i'm like this is not what it's like but also what's funny is that you have no idea what city it's in <laughs> well like they're just they, like, like running around nashville? oh he goes to nashville he goes he to goes nashville. to nashville you're yeah right, you're right but but in the start it's just like train tracks brick walls like it could just be like anywhere anyway again very generic very generic i have a question uh, for you okay go ahead did you go to summer camp no so something that i like thought about when i was watching this movie is that i had never really gone to a real summer camp and i thought of summer camps as very american Mm. and i watched parent trap a ton when i was growing up and i was just really sad i didn't really have that experience I went to, like, one camp-like thing that was for, like, one night, but I don't think that counts, in my opinion, and it was the only time I ever, or, like, only time, it was the first time I ever stayed awake the entire night without sleeping, because I <gasps> was just you... so excited. What? What did you do during summer? <laughs> what like, did wh- I do? What would Filipino kids do? Oh, um, just hang out. <laughs> oh, sweet. Hell Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just remember a lot of summers of being bored, honestly, and, like, waking up. There were That's when I, like, started realizing I love to sleep in. Because I would just, like, <laughs> sleep in really late and be like, hmm, and there's nothing else to do now that I'm awake. And it was great. I just played outside in the street a lot, and it was great. How about you? Summer camp was a huge part of my life. I went to the same summer camp. It was a day camp for six or seven years. Ugh. And it was so important to me. It was, for me, because I was so crazy about school, summer camp was the place where I could just kind of feel less pressure and learn totally. about kissing boys. And like oh. that's where I got my first kiss. And that's where I learned. I, I had a best friend in camp, and she was very sexually advanced. And I just, <laughs> and we would play dodgeball, and we went swimming, and there was ice cream, and there was field trips every week, and it was the best I have a I rude question. I have a rude question. Okay. You told me that camp uh, was where you uh, had a first kiss. Was it the first place also somebody touched your boobie? Um, no, I wasn't okay, that okay. cool. No, because, no, I sh- it should have been. Like, what the <laughs> fuck was my problem? Um, anyway. <laughs> what, wait, is that from, is that, what is that from? No, I just, that's not from anything. I was just like... <laughs> I was just like, that's the that's the next step. <laughs> I see. Okay, kissing if you're going to and camp, then boob. You can like go to camp one year and then the next year you're like, okay, my next milestone is to get someone to touch my boobie. Yeah, I think if it was a sleepaway camp, there would have definitely been boob touching, but mm. this were just this was just for all the kids whose pa- whose parents worked and like boob they touching to is for night. Give us somewhere to go. You only touch boobs at night. Um, the lip syncing is really <laughs> bad in this. But Agreed. I think that from the beginning, I thought that the choreo was fine. Oh, like, I I enjoyed, I enjoyed. Well, it it looked like a music video and not like a musical. I was a little sense? okay. First of all, I agree that the the uh, lip syncing is really like they bad. just needed to open their mouths more, which is always the problem. Yeah, I was a little disappointed with the choreography. <gasps> I mean, maybe it because just, I've watched so much Grease live. Um, which well, just, I was gonna say it's fantastic. not like a theater. It's not like a theater thing. Like when they're doing it, they just all look the same. They could just be like a flash mob, because the guy is like used to music videos where you don't really tell stories with the choreo. And so they're they just random people dancing. Don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> a few questions: How in the how in the hell can this woman come in to the juve like? to yeah, juvie that's sentencing not that's and not say come to camp instead unclear and i don't like sherry shepherd i i don't like i don't she well also she's terrible in this movie yeah i think she's fine i think like in other stuff she's fine and normal in this movie like there's no <sighs> there's a lot of this most dialogue scenes in this movie i found like really awkward like mm. I felt like a lot of the scenes went on, like, three beats too long. Like, people were, like, directed badly. Like, I don't think it's really anyone's fault except, like, the people who decided to make the movie. (laughs) Um, Here's my other problem with the movie. You cannot cast a ginger as the alpha male at the camp, okay? I, wow, he stood out to me, too. (laughs) Because not only is he a ginger, but... 
He's sort of like lanky and athletic. He's taller looking. than anyone else at the camp. He's he's not yeah. But he's also like an acapella dude, maybe. He just yes. like has a nice little voice. They make some joke about how he like just came from saving narwhals. Famously, my husband Nate does not think narwhals are real. Mm. They are. For the listeners, <laughs> you can't cast a ginger as an alpha male. It just doesn't work. And that continued throughout the movie. Here's the other early thing I, I, I didn't like. George talking about Presley, his crush. He goes, she wears the perfect little shoe size, seven and a half narrow. Extremely creepy. I don't like it. I, I think this is violence against women with bigger feet. Wait, do you have big feet? Wait, what size feet are you? <gasps> okay, I'm 5'1". How big do you think my feet are? Well, only because of that reaction, I'm going to go with eight and a half. Yeah. Did I get it right? Yeah. Holy shit. All That's of, not big. I mean, I have I wear a size have, nine. I know, but like you're you're like inch like many inches taller than me. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. everyone, I love when I go to a, when I like tell people my my favorite is like when I tell people that and people are like ah! <laughs> like people are always like what? <laughs> to be honest, though, I've seen your shoes and like they've always appeared small to me. Oh my god, I thought you were going to be like, and they've always just looked clownishly huge. <laughs> so I knew. They look, pro- your feet look proportionate to you is what That's I'm trying good. to say. Um, the only other thing I wanted to say about George was that you can't just apply the formula of like swagless, person of color, geek, beside the white male lead repeatedly. Like it doesn't, do you know what I'm saying? Like that is like now a teen movie character. Awkward person of color nerd like in the perfect date yes perfect date is has, one so he, is um yet, but spider-man the the spider-man with tom holland oh, that's yeah. his best friend so is um the other person i thought of was um oh my god what's the snow movie we watched with charlie let it snow the snow movie let it snow the the, <laughs> the dj the dj kid oh, he yeah. was also like you can't just, like, apply the formula. And yet. I have to be honest, though. George was the saving grace for me. I yeah, he was fun. He, he was funny. I think he had some genuinely funny lines and some good timing. And I also thought that he and the Will actor had pretty good chemistry. They seemed like they were really friends, yeah. I Yeah, I can't say the same for, like, a lot of the people. <laughs> I mean, okay, here's the thing. Will was, like, fine, but, like, again, the whole time I was just, like, you're just a B-grade Zac Efron. Yeah, <laughs> like, that sucks. R.I.P. Yeah. At the camp opening ceremony, people are assigned to one of three teams. Avery and Presley are on the red team, George and Will are on the green team, and Sean is on the blue team. The teams talk smack via a rap song. Oh my god. The next morning, Will is put through five minutes of fame, where the other campers ask him deeply personal questions, and Avery is turned on when Will says his favorite person is his mom. There is some competitive flirting between Avery and Will, and then George shows Will the blob, basically a huge trampoline in the lake. Everyone dances and splashes in the water. Okay. Here, okay, I've said this a few times, but I want to okay. I want to say it again. This movie is super super generic and all of the songs sound the same. They don't enhance the plot. They don't explore the characters. They aren't from different perspectives. They're just Christian songs that they like shoehorn into the movie. And so you're not actually, like, getting anything from the songs. Yeah, that's not what, like, musical. So musicals, the whole point is, like, you're supposed to have a song because, like, the character is undergoing something so, like, emotionally intense that, like, they have to sing. Like, you should feel like, in a musical, it should never be, like, a surprise. Like, oh, shit, now they're singing. <laughs> like, yeah. And they just, like, put some songs in. I also just, like, didn't... <laughs> I knew it was going to be, like, praise music, but sometimes I thought it was, like, a little funny. Like, there was this, there was a song that was, like, because it, it was praise music, but it was also, like, they're trying really hard to make it not sound like praise music. So it occupied this very weird space. Like, there's this weird song. There was a song that was, like, let's go to my father's house. Yeah. To my father's house. It's a big, big house. 
That one and really I, stood I out like, to me too. I was just like, what if it weren't a, like, what if you didn't know yeah. <laughs> that it was about Jesus? And you're just <laughs> Can I ask you a question? That one also stood out to me. What does Jesus's house look like? <laughs> What's the interior design? They said there's a big, big yard. That's what they said. At I first mean, I thought they were saying big, big yacht. And then I was like, no, 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 that doesn't make sense. No, I'm serious. Not that yard though. also makes sense. What is on the inside of Jesus's house? Nobody knows because the only Jesus like um, pictures are like him pictures, photos <laughs> are him like in the manger being born, but that's like not his house. You know what I'm saying? I like to that's think like- that he has like a tasteful two bedroom <laughs> with uh, one and a half baths and maybe like. A piano instead of a TV <laughs> in the sitting area and a lot of bookcases and a lot of plants and L- lots of plants. He definitely has them on sterile candles that he can kind of just like, you know, point his finger at and then it goes up. in flames. <laughs> I don't exactly know Jesus's abilities, but I'm assuming he can light things abilities. on fire. Um, there's also some bad Native American appropriation in here. A week away. Where he's like, it's called a week away because you guys are here for a week away. And I was like, that's the title of the movie? Shit. Also, what summer camp only runs for a week? You cannot make your money. You Summer camps run you can all if, god, god dang summer. summer. You can if like every week you do a different batch of kids. But that's not what was happening. Yeah. And okay. Also, also like, <laughs> stupid. My question was, is, is, no, this is a, just a technical question. Was he, so, the guy from Anchorman, was he the camp owner? And who is Sherry? Like, is, do you know what I'm saying? Like, what is I their do job? I know. Okay, that relationship was not clarified. Yes, Anchorman dude is the owner. Sherry is just seemingly, like, very annoying. And but around. he, like, would pat her back. And I was like, are they a thing? Like, he would just, like, touch her sometimes that I was like, are they... Uh, it was so confusing, and I couldn't move past it. Also, when the rap battle happened, okay, <laughs> I was like, you know what I felt? I because I like was bracing myself because I read your your thing, and then I was like, okay, this movie I think is just like for conservative. This movie's just for conservative family, conservative families to show their kids. And then the rap battle happened, and my immediate reaction was just like, like getting getting spooked. Like <laughs> I was just like. I don't think I'm supposed to watch this. <laughs> I was just like, this world is supposed to be like close to me. I don't think I'm supposed to watch. I got like afraid thinking about like the people who like orchestrated the scene. And I was like, this is not for me. I wonder how the actor who played George felt like, I can't imagine that he, oh my God. he felt comfortable. Um, During the five minutes of fame, they ask okay. Will what his celebrity crush is. And he says, Bella Swan. Yeah. Okay. He says his favorite movie is Twilight and his celebrity crush is Bella Swan. She's not a celebrity. That's not even what you would say. <laughs> not uh, like a 40 year old wrote that line. There was no young people helping make this movie. Who was your celebrity crush at the age of 15? Ooh, I want to say Darren Chris. And you know the funny mm. thing about Darren Chris is he is the like corniest motherfucker who I would still like do it. I would do anything for him. <laughs> His Twitter content is unforgivable. That's all I have to say I, about that. I don't follow him because sometimes I shield myself from that. Kind oh, wait. Of thing. He was one of those people who there was going to be a 525,600 remake. Oh, no. Where they say names of people who passed away from COVID. Oh, Baby, no. don't do that. <laughs> Deaths from COVID. Sorry. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, I don't remember. I just realized I was going to talk about someone I liked earlier, but I think like. I went through, I'm trying to remember my celebrity crushes, like, sort of sequentially. I went through, I definitely went through, like, a Leo DiCaprio, like, in Titanic phase. Oh. Even though, like, I was technically not allowed to watch Titanic. How did you watch it? We had the VHS, but my parents were like, you can't watch it unless we're here. (laughs) Like, they basically pg 13 the house. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I'm gonna watch it. Anyway, so I liked him. I'm gonna... Ugh, I went through, like, a John Mayer phase. Ooh. That's okay. Ugh, it makes me feel really gross. <laughs> anyway. I think that, honestly, having a crush on Leo when you're 15 and, and when you're 15 at the year we were is, like, that's pretty, like, classy. That's a classy crush to have. 
It was just from Titanic. It was like not from anything else. He's so beautiful in Titanic and in Romeo He's and so, Juliet. Yeah, and I think he looks so different from what he looks. Anyway. Yeah. I, I also. Have, oh, go ahead. Um. Do you? Okay. Have you ever seen the movie Heavyweights? No. Okay. Heavyweights is a very bad movie that I watched a lot as a kid okay. about fat camp. And I was okay. like a chubbier <laughs> kid. I was like a taller kid. It was important to me. And Ben Stiller plays an evil camp director. And the blob is a very important part of that movie. Oh. And Ben Stiller as the evil camp director like stabs the blob and all the <laughs> air comes out of it. So I did know what the blob was. I was going to ask, is there like a trend at camp of making kids jump into the thing? I wasn't so my type of camp was not a lake camp. We did not canoe. We should have a producer. Near go near lakes. So I just don't know. Um I also just like thought of how in um the kissing booth, kids are just like kinda jumping into pools and like trampoline. Remember when she like sort of bounces outside his window? Yeah. Comically. Like is there like a trend in teen movies of like making kids jump around? It also is shown for like three seconds and then they completely abandon it to show you the rest of the games. Yeah, it's built up to be something that matters and then it doesn't at Did all. Did you see that there's a Filipino who makes his debut in a little breakdancing clip? No, what? There's a Filipino dancer. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nate, Nate goes, there should be way more Filipinos at this camp. Okay. <laughs> Except no, because they're Catholic. Okay, we can keep going. Okay, the games are on. When Presley is left alone in dodgeball, George jumps in front of her, but she is hit in the face anyway. Will gives George a mini makeover by ripping his shirt and messing up his hair. There is a song in which George imagines himself singing to Presley, but he actually doesn't say anything. Avery runs into Will singing by the canoes, and she takes him to a special garden she and her father had made for her sickly mom. Avery says she misses her mom, but knows she will see her again in heaven, while Will doesn't seem so sure. He says that Avery is perfect, and she has a freak out about expectations. They sing about how they are both searching for a place in this world. Later, there is a montage of paintball, flag football, and a pie-eating contest. Okay, another issue I have, which sort of encaptures the, the overall issue, is the garden song. Like, they're singing this song about searching for a place in this world, but we don't actually learn anything about Avery that would make yeah. us believe she doesn't fit in. She says that there's a lot of expectations on her, which we don't okay. really see. <laughs> like she has a great relationship with her father and it feels like she's the most popular girl at camp. Um, and then we talked about the come and go with my, to my father's house song. And that's where they're all doing paintball and flag football. And it just doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> um, I was thinking about how, they are supposedly she runs into him because she's like up early i guess and he's just like hanging out by the canoes playing the guitar and singing and i was like that would never happen to me because i like to sleep in <laughs> like how many times have i just like missed out on like running into my crush and like having a moment well <laughs> i mean you figured it out i used to be really into a guitar guy too so you know what yeah, would, there might have been some missed, like, place in this world songs. Um, I got confused about what's going on with her mom. I zoned out. Is she, she sick? She's, she's dead. Oh. And here's what I was going to say. <laughs> it's really strange for you to oh. go into the dead mom garden and then call the girl with the dead mom perfect. Like, clearly she's not perfect. Oh, my God. She's got a dead mom. Also, like, I got confused because, like, yeah, I get that she was like, I'm going to see her again. But I didn't know that she meant, like, in heaven. Oh, yeah. She's like, Big I time mean, heaven. And she's like, that's faith, right? It just, it also, you know what? It sucks because also for a movie that, like, is clearly pro-Christian camp and, like, trying to, like, get you to buy into it. Like, I think that's, like, a really bad introduction of, like, <laughs> people who, like, have to, like, have faith in, like, something else because maybe their family member died and they want to see. Them. Like, I just think it. It was pulled off really badly because also I missed that her mom was dead. Yeah, this movie doesn't actually explore Christianity in any I had a question. nuanced way. I had a question. Which yes. of the war games, quote unquote, also a weird term, would you have been good at? Ooh. Okay, I have them listed, okay? Tug of war, <laughs> paintball, flag football, pie eating, question mark? Not sure what like the objective was. Three-legged race. 
hula hooping? <laughs> What's the objective? Okay, which of them would you be good okay, at? Okay, I'm actually pretty good at hula hooping on my arms, if that's oh, allowed. That's not. Okay. That's not what they were doing. Okay, next answer. I think I would have to go with flag football. What about you? I've never played flag football, but I kind of want to. I don't know if I would be good at any of these. I guess I enjoy paintball. I've played it like three or four times. That did you notice? Stressful. Did you notice that they were using the sound of like machine guns for the paintball? It, it seemed not it seemed painful what it sounds like. Scary. Have you ever played paintball? No, of course not. It is. It is just like one paintball, like not. Not like, brr, brr, like they also using definitely, a freaking AK-47. I feel like they owed some of that scene setting of the paintball fight to Community. I don't know if you've yes. ever seen Community, but they have those. They have a few paintball I have, episodes. I have, I have. Okay, I haven't seen all of Community, but I know what you're talking about. And they definitely yeah. had some of that that uh, aesthetic going on, which I did think was fun. And <sighs> I liked the makeover scene, the little cute makeover scene. That's just. I enjoy like a guy friendship and like someone being cooler than the other one. And the reason why (laughs) that song worked for me is because it was one of the very few songs that that was from a different perspective. It was what George's song. Yeah. Oh, that didn't. No, I zoned out because it was all on a green screen. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) But the song was okay. Um, I also he like sings well. That dodgeball was a huge part of camp for me, and Mm. I took a lot of pride in being like one of the good girls at dodgeball. And we at dodging or hitting. I was good at. I was decent at throwing, and I would you know catch the ball sometimes. Ooh. I wasn't that good at dodging, the namesake of the game. (laughs) Um, But we would play for two hours every day after after lunch. Just to return to the paintball, you're, <laughs> okay. you didn't you didn't play paintball, so like you don't know this. Like they're shooting each other from like five feet away. That can like draw blood. Like <laughs> paintball, it's not it's not dangerous, but it can hurt. And like don't do that. Anyway, like they just like casually shoot each other from like really cl- like you're not supposed to do that. Also, don't take your mask off. That's my you PSA heard it here for, first, folks. For don't take episode. your mask off. Then George and Will are bonding by doing, like, activities for children. Did you notice that they were, like, playing with, like, Godzilla toys? Yeah, like, they're broing they out. Kids? I they're was totally so... broing out. That is not... <laughs> because I think it's supposed to be George, like, oh, he's so weird. And Will's, like, having fun being being a but, real like, weird kid. Nerds, nerds don't, like, play with Godzilla toys and, like, make them talk to each other like you're eight years old. They, like, masturbate to anime. <laughs> They should have shown Which them doing that together. Maybe it wasn't an option for George. Oh. Uh, also, Presley doesn't really have a character. Nope. Yeah, she's just like, I guess, sort of a weird girl. Also, there's that, there's the part at the beginning where they're saying that George's cabin is like really gross and bad, even though it's not. It looks awesome, and then Will's like. But the view is nice. And he's like, he's implying that the view is why George likes the cabin. And the view is to the playground, which is where Presley was sitting. And so I have to ask, is that where Presley <laughs> lives? Does she live on the playground? No, her cabin was beside it, but they oh, can okay, just like okay. sit there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it is weird because, like, that's not, uh, anyway, that's not the conclusion I would have come to. Like open the like open the window shade and be like ah I know it's because he's been creeping on this girl like all these years. Also, here's my other thing that I forgot to mention: is it is it ethical that like nobody told Will that this was a Christian camp? Like I feel like that's not allowed. Also, everybody like nobody knows that like he's just like random. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody's like hey you weren't here last year. Also, you don't go to any of our like schools. Like how absolutely. Do you know? I mean. I'm assuming that he and his guardian would have to sign a lot of documents before not going to juvie and instead going to summer camp. So there was no contract signing. They're like, was, oh, we go away. That he, sounds fine. He would have to at least sign something that, that said like, oh, if you got killed playing paintball, you couldn't sue us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, he had a guitar. Where did he put it when he was like running around the city of blank like Aladdin? <laughs> Okay, let's let's move on because like I have a lot to say about 
<laughs> this part of the, the movie. prayer circle okay cool. okay at a prayer circle everybody sings about god avery cries and will eventually stands up to join them sean sneaks into will's file discovering the truth and tells everyone will runs away but avery chases after him will tells her that he's mad at god because of his parents being dead we don't know how and that the week meant nothing to him oh, yeah when avery drives away will immediately has the realization that camp is where he belongs he surprises everyone by showing up at the talent show where he apologizes to Avery and they kiss. He and George perform a dope song, leading the green team to victory. The next day, as everyone is leaving, Sean apologizes to Will. George gives Presley all the letters he had written her, saying he will marry her one day. <laughs> will tells Avery he will be at camp the following year. Kristen asks Will to come live with her and George. Um, okay, Jane, have you ever heard the song that they were singing at the campfire? One of yes, yes. One of them sounded familiar. I think that was it. Yeah, so, okay, so they sit down at the campfire, and then Avery's sort of, like, faltering, because she's, like, crying about her mom? Oh, my God, now I realize it's because her mom's dead. I thought but she still, was just sick. There's still okay, not a reason anyway, for her to be crying. There's, yeah. <laughs> That's what you would have said if you were there. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. I <laughs> Okay, I just feel bad because okay, the okay, this song is called Awesome God. It's by Hillsong. It's it's pretty famous. Like people make covers of it all the time, so I get that like I get why it was in the movie. Like it's a very like contemporary, I don't know, praise song that people know and like I'm not even like Protestant and I know it, but like if you like have ever heard of a Hillsong Hillsong United concert, they're like a they're like a praise music band and they're like a rock band. If you go on YouTube and look up, like, Awesome God, Hillsong United, like, people are having, like, an unbelievable, like, a mystical experience. Like, they're crying, people are, like, singing a lot. They, like, start the song in the concert on YouTube, and people are all singing every word. Like, it's not that complicated a song. But, like, I got kind of angry because, like, I'm not even into this stuff, and I felt those people were disrespected by this mm. moment not deserving that song. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. Like... I knew the significance of that song, and I was like, yeah, like, praise music and, like, gospel, like, both of those can be, like, really exciting and, like, give you a lot of endorphins. I love when really, like, good singers are singing with a lot of feeling, but there's, like, no emotional stakes. You don't care about Avery. I didn't know her mom was dead. <laughs> They're acting like it's a really profound moment. I have no reason to care about any of this character, at these characters. I totally agree. Will is just like looking around. Yep. <laughs> I wrote the same thing. I was like, why is Avery crying? We don't know anything <laughs> about her except that she's competitive, which she says multiple times, and that she's a dead mom. And you didn't even know that. And it's so weird for her to be ugh, crying because you kids. just don't know her. Hillsong kids, you were disrespected. That's I'm not even one of you, and I'll say that. Also, okay, I also had a, a thing about Will. Like, why wasn't he acting out? Like, also, if this is a pipeline that the camp often does, like, does Sherry just, like, pick up problem children? Yeah. You know what I mean? And if they do, why didn't everyone immediately know that? Because then, like, Sean, like, Sean tries to black, or not blackmail him, he just tries to, like, sabotage him by, like, telling people that he's a, that he's what, like, a criminal? <laughs> yeah, they should have built that up more. They should have built that the up. Sean they should have been like, you were caught Will. selling drugs. <laughs> yeah, the Sean versus Will contra uh, conflict wasn't wasn't strong enough, so to see him going through the files, like, didn't make any sense because you had no idea that he was going yes. to take such an extreme action against Will. What's Sean's deal? Like, a ginger cannot be an alpha male. What is his deal? Does he want to fuck Avery? Sure, everything he does is, like, explained... By him being like, oh, I just, like, wanted to win. Like, I want to be... Maybe he's like, oh, I want to be the most popular person at camp. And, like, maybe he feels insecure. But, like, why? Like, why does he want to be... <laughs> yeah. Why does he want to win every year? Okay, What's Avery's deal? <laughs> why does Will have a change of heart so quickly? Oh, so also, fast. so inconvenient so fast. for him, his ride runs away. Like, imagine coming to, like, a huge... <laughs> answer and your uber has already left and you're like shit i gotta call him <laughs> like it's so inconvenient we don't know anything about him i'm like was he abused why does he why does he behave this way at the beginning of the movie they start this theme of him saying i always have an escape route but yes, that's not yes. explained he why it, he should have run away on day two or something and, and then like been brought back and then done it tried to do it again like there was no you're right no stakes it's the classic like 
innocent foster child that's in like a Disney movie. Also, like <laughs> when he so when Avery runs after him and like confronts him, like I get that this is supposed to be like a pivotal moment of like you, you know, like part of Christianity is supposed to be like you know, God loves you and therefore you should, like, treat yourself better, maybe. And, like, so he's trying to be, like, why are you running after me? Like, it's not like, like, why, like, what do you care? And Avery's like, because I care. And then she goes, because you are so loved. And he's like, by whom? By God? And I'm like, it would have been a little nice if she was, like, by, like, everyone at the camp. Like, you're a really, you're a hit. Like, everyone loves you. Like, (laughs) George, like, George is your friend. Like, no one really cared about him before. Presley, like, you know what I mean? Like, they all liked him. So, like, then she was like, by God. (laughs) Yeah. I have a question for you. Oh. Would you be able to um, date a Protestant Christian that goes to a church where they sing pop-style praise music? And be, like, in the choir? I truly don't think I could date any person who keeps up any religious practice to be completely honest is a practicing religious person yeah i do not believe in god and so (laughs) it just makes this stuff harder like like okay i'm jewish and i and i care a lot about how i was raised uh to be jewish and going to hebrew school and and all of this stuff and i've thought a lot about getting back into it but whenever i've tried and whenever i've gone to temple i've just sort of felt like a hypocrite because I at the end of the day I just don't believe it and that's what makes it challenging to get into it Mm. what about you what about what about somebody who (laughs) what about someone who it's not praise music but it basically sounds so generic that it could be a song in this movie I I couldn't I couldn't do this you know I couldn't do this (laughs) Could you do this? Could I could I date Will? You could date Will. Oh wait, no, Will Will is not religious, so yeah, it would be fine. I mean, it's not even that clear by the end of the movie if he is. Um I couldn't because it's too corny. Yeah, the corniness. The minute of it. that like the person is like, to my father's house, which truly is the one that I remember. I will I, say I would that be like, nope, it can't happen. My favorite uh Jewish religious service that I've ever been into in my life I was in a Jewish choir called Hazamir and uh, once a year we'd go away for a weekend and sing with all the Jews from all over the country and we got to pick what service we went to so I obviously picked the reform which is the least um, observant or something I'm not sure and we just sang the whole time (laughs) the whole service was just some guy on a guitar and all these annoying choir kids making harmonies and I was like this is dope hell yeah so at 16 it, it it worked for me the best like religious like I don't even know what to call this but the best like I guess religious tradition that I saw growing up in the Philippines at different masses like I said the Philippines is a nation of theater kids we had my local church every Easter they would literally like orchestrate like to my mind, a theater production, okay? This is what happened. (laughs) So first they would do, like, the Easter Vigil Mass, and, like, that part of that Mass is, like, reading, like, what happens, like, when Jesus dies, and they would do it with, like, voices. So they would, like, have community members come and read, like, okay, you're going to be Pontius Pilate, you're going to be Barabbas, you're going to be, like, this apostle, and then, like, the priest would read Jesus, and I swear to God, everybody, like, did voices, like, it was, like, acting, okay, so every year I was like, "Mm, I can't wait to go to mass, it's going to be theater, like, it's theater, and then when, um, when it was, like, midnight, it was just, like, a midnight mass on Easter, so midnight, okay, Jesus comes back, he is risen, so we would all go outside the church, okay, first, Jesus is dead, so everyone had a candle, and the candle was out, your candle is not lit. You're just holding a sad candle in your hand. Then everyone goes outside. Everyone leaves this church, which is like over 100 people have to leave a building, right? So it takes forever. And then we all go to the courtyard. Someone has like a pile of wood. There is a wire from the pile of wood to the top of the bell tower of the church. Mm-hmm. Some poor person has to like, like some poor soul has to like go up there and drop a flaming rag from down the wire so that it so that it flies down the wire like a spark like tinkerbell put it down the wire and then it 
hits the pile of wood and it bursts into flame. And everyone's like, Jesus is risen. And then like bells. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and then bells go off and then, and then they light and then everyone lights their candle from the big fire and then they go back inside. You guys are so dramatic. <laughs> and one time an old lady burned some of my hair by accident. Oh my, oh my gosh. It truly, it's like so many memories for me. Anyway, what did you think about George telling Presley he's going to marry her someday? It really took away from any cuteness of their relationship, like any innocence from it, because it made me feel that they they are so ingrained in whatever's happening that they truly think, they, they actually truly think they're going to marry each other. He can't get, he can't let go of those feet. <laughs> those those uh, little feet he loves so much um i feel like we should try and discuss the religious message of this movie i don't really have oh that much to say then it doesn't offer you much i don't there's feel like, like it explores anything really i don't even think yeah i don't even think there's like anything we can disagree with because like what is the message it's like, just that jesus is <laughs> fine it's <laughs> jesus is yeah it's fine it's not a big deal <laughs> Um, I guess it's like they're supposed to be like, you shouldn't be all cynical and dark and twisty inside because you are a child of God. But like nothing that if you go to camp, that's not you could you could also go to a, a different camp and it would probably still have been a really fun experience. Like absolutely nothing they did was inherently Christian. Yeah. Only the prayer circle. And that was weird. Yeah. And it didn't earn its place and also like i mean i could you know what i'm gonna say it i could write a better christian camp story absolutely like you could have you could have made it like about maybe something really bad happened and someone forgave him there's like so many themes in christianity you can just pull because like the bible is just full of like old themes that people can just like make into stories so like you can just be like oh christianity is about forgiveness or oh christianity is about yeah, like being being fine even though you like smoke some weed <laughs> or masturbated to an anime. Does the camp cost anything? Is the state paying for him to be there? It's not explained. We don't know. I heard there might be a sequel too, by the way. Oh my god. It's not successful enough to do that. Another uh, week away. You know what? You know what was better than this movie is the music video to Before He Cheats by Carrie <gasps> Underwood. I haven't seen that. I need to watch that. It's good. Also, that's such a good song. Pull even though I, I don't like it. <laughs> it's just all gravelly. Jane, what was your favorite song in this movie? I couldn't tell you. I, I don't know. I don't know any of the songs. I guess Awesome Yes, you God. do. The, no, it's The Father's House. I like awesome that one. God, yeah. Fine. Awesome oh. God is not really an original song. So what I think say? most of them aren't. I was reading that the point, like a lot of these songs are older Christian songs that they. Oh, and then they're trying to like make them boost it, like and that even that adds Hamilton to my theory that these, that adds to my theory that these songs have nothing to do with the plot. Um, I did watch a lot of this movie on one point five speed, and Father's House. It really sort of brought it into like a Diplo esque. <laughs> vibe which i didn't hate <laughs> okay we should wrap up okay wait what was your favorite song to my father's house okay, or whatever cool. the fuck it's called okay cool there's a big big yard i legitimately like in the yard. i thought about i thought about the song after which means it's good i guess Jane, is this movie good or bad? Okay, it's not good. It's very predictable. We talked about how the music doesn't add anything. We don't really know any of the characters at all. A lot of it is unexplained and unbelievable. However, I think the music's enjoyable. I think the acting is okay. And I think George and Will have good chemistry. Altogether, it is not a good movie. I also thought I was going to dislike this movie because it was going to, like have a pretty annoying christian message but like honestly the movie just like sucked for completely unrelated reasons and it even spooked me like <laughs> the rap battle made me like afraid to know the people that orchestrated it and that's like something i've not felt before while watching a teen movie um which answers my next question which is did you like this movie no i was afraid did you like this movie jane i liked it 
many oh like God. many hard nipples throughout this film. Whoa, we didn't even talk about that. <laughs> you know, just when you it like gets boob. you going from excitement of the music and the in the you know, uh, um, I did. I just engaged with it more than I have <laughs> recent movies, and oh I agree that like <laughs> the Christian. The Christian thing should be a big detract detractor, but I went in understanding that it was a Christian movie and I agree that it is bad for other reasons. It's not even a good Christian movie. No. Like it's not even good at that. What type of teen is this movie for? Um I was I mean, to say Christian teens is a little obvious, but I was wondering if maybe kids that really want to be into high school musical and for whatever reason mm. that's too hot and heavy for them they could it's watch too this. raunchy yeah this movie is so chaste <laughs> uh nobody like people barely kiss um i think it could also just be for like younger kids like maybe if um a conservative parent were like I kind of want to make my kid feel like they can watch a teen movie, but I don't want it to be Riverdale. <laughs> they could watch it with them. This movie is um, the opposite of Riverdale. Ooh, what are you watching these days? I'm watching a slightly more normal amount of TV, I feel like. I watched Tenet, did not understand it a single bit. I think I want to rewatch it and have someone like tell me what's happening. Uh, I enjoyed... like. Now that I'm looking back more, and you know what, we, we were already recording this podcast when I first watched it. Now that I'm looking back, like, there's, like, some parts of Tenet I legitimately enjoyed. Like, when they drove the big plane into the building, like, I really liked it. I don't know. <laughs> it was a very was specific like, moment. I was just like, this is a stunt. It's cool. I, and I, I liked it, but. Did you like Arpat's in it? I thought he was so charismatic and cool. He looks really good. Like, he, he looks, looks really so hot. good. Yeah, he looks possibly to me better than in any other movie. I All think right. He's so good. Um, and then I'm still, we're still watching How May I Destroy You. It's so hard. It's so hard to watch, but it's really good. And then the fourth season wait, of How Handmaid's. Wait, How May. Wait, I'm. Wait. I may. I may destroy you. Did I fuck up? I may destroy you. You said Sorry. how I met how I met your mother. <laughs> how I may, how I may destroy you. How I may destroy your no, mother. No, it's okay. It just like made it just made me like short out. Sorry. Um, I also watched um a little bit of the new Hammond's Tale because That's I hate myself. That's also so hard to watch, and I I feel like I have a really high tolerance for watching trauma. And so, I mean, I think if you're still watching The Handmaid's Tale, then you you do because that show is just kind of like trauma porn. It's literally, yeah, it's so masochistic. I think, like, it's also, like, okay, I loved Handmaid's Tale when I read it in high school. And, like, I thought it was so cool. When I was, like, 15, I thought it was, like, one of the coolest books ever. But, like, now the show just feels so, like, almost, like, masturbatory, almost, just being, like, yeah, you're afraid they won't teach, they won't let you read. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just stuff that doesn't even make sense in the lore of the book anymore. I totally agree. And I'm, I sort of felt that way when I caught up on this season. I was like, do I really want to watch this? Like, am I, what am I getting from this? Um, but then in the most recent episode, this isn't really a spoiler, but one of the characters, they, they go back to her life pre-Gilead and they they talk about her like trying to get an abortion and it they just did it in a way that really worked for me and I was like, okay, the show still has something. Like it still is I mean, a good has, show, even it has when incredibly it's incredibly high production value. Yeah, it shouldn't I mean, they probably should have ended it, but yeah, exactly. They're making so much money. I know. I almost I feel so weird watching it because I'm like, this does not feel like good anymore. <laughs> like yeah. it just it definitely yeah it's like yeah it's like eating too much pizza like it's just i knew what i was in for i knew what it would be like and this is too much like this is too many slices that's what i feel about handmaid's tale how many pizza, pizza for you right how much this. how many slices of pizza for you is too many um for lunch or for dinner <laughs> um <laughs> lunch oh definitely for lunch i try i i feel like I try to only eat two, but I always eat three. Yeah. Yeah. I but think I in feel real, like you should eat two. In reality, the last time I had pizza, it was sort of for my birthday, but I 
I think I had four or five. Wait, you had nachos for your birthday here. Yes, oh, and I had pizza with someone else. Oh, for um, I'm not. Yeah, aside from that, I haven't really watched a lot. I um, I'm still watching some of Last Chance You. Nate was away for a while, and I have to wait for him, which sucks. Oh God. <laughs> um, and I um, I watched a little bit of the politician. I like watched through the first the whole first season, Jane, and. Just to like have something on, and I don't think I like the show very much, but it is also um, just entertaining to have people saying, and especially because the show doesn't even try to like fit it into the plot. They're just like, they're auditioning for a musical now. <laughs> yeah, and it sounds good. Um, they're they're good singers. I mean, yeah, say ben what you will about Ben Platt. good. He can sing. It's what honestly did you annoying. Say? <laughs> um. Anyway, do you want to talk about our our upcoming movie? Yes. Next week, we will be discussing a Cinderella story. Yeah. <laughs> That's our first Hillary Duff mark. movie. Every time we talk about the next movie, we're not sure. Not sure. Yeah, it is, it's our first Hillary Duff movie. I'm really excited. We have a good guest. And I'm very excited to talk to her about it because I know she loves the movie a ton. And I'm excited to enter the Duff universe. I think that this will be the movie I have seen the most. You of know what all I mean? the movies we've Out done. of all the movies we've talked about. That, it might be Easy A for me, which is kind of interesting. Because I didn't really get into, like, re-watching movies until a little later. Okay, that was Under the Bleachers, our podcast <laughs> about teen content. We would love if you hit that subscribe button, whatever way you get your podcasts. Do not forget to rate and leave a review. And please share us with a friend. And with a teen, you can get in touch with us at underthebleacherspod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at at bleacherteens. Also, also, support us on our brand new Patreon if you can't get enough and you want some added perks at patreon.com slash underthebleacherspod. Okay, we'll see you next time. Under Under the the bleachers. Bleachers.